If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. I love the NBA. NBA oh. is back, Doug, in a big way. Are you? Are you? Are you more excited? Are you excited for the game? I mean, we're going to talk about the game today, but like, <laughs> we, we are. I mean, we, we are going to yeah. see Giannis up close and personal. That's never tonight. a bad. That's never a bad thing. He's playing just out of this world. It, it scares me in terms of the future of the Eastern Conference. Mm. And and the future opportunities for the Charlotte Hornets in the Eastern Conference, but as an NBA fan, it just fills me with so much joy. I was filled with a lot of joy last night, though. I watched uh, the end of that Thunder Wolves game. Exciting buzzer beater. Russ Westbrook dropping fire to get the Thunder back oh, in the Russ. game. Then Cat puts him up by two on a tough floater. Then Russ drives right into Carmelo's defender and drops it off to Melo. For the go-ahead three, four seconds left. No timeout for the Wolves. Andrew Wiggins runs full court and heaves a 30-ish footer and banks it in for the win. Wolves win. Oh, my God. Uh, that was straight, my... away bank, straight away bank shot. Nothing, none, none better. Well, you know, Dave, first of all, did you like my call? Yeah, I like the that nicknames. Was, that was Jerry Seinfeld calling the, the end of the... <laughs> oh, my God. The Wolves, they did it. Um, it was a college basketball finish aided by the fact and this was a point that I saw Ju- our friend Julian Council make on Twitter it was aided by the fact that the league reduced timeouts at the end of games you only get uh, two timeouts Who under knew? two minutes Who could have thunk it? last year that would have been a timeout fest yeah so a lot of sideline out of bounds slob it would have been sloppy slob See, I told you, get rid of the timeouts. Some timeouts are good. Too too many timeouts are, are no good. That, that's been my stance all along. Well, you were right, David. And and it's 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 great <laughs> that Adam sure. Silver finally listened to this podcast. Finalist. Double M fifteen. What up, Nist? I did drop that hey. double M fifteen on the last after the buzzer, so we're getting it. Hey, into- how great yeah. how great is that though that like they see something that could be tweaked and they tweak it. Like, how, where does that? I feel like that happens so much faster in the NBA. Oh, the NFL needs that else. right certainly now. Any, well, certainly any sports league for sure. The NFL needs that right now. These, these six to nine, nice, six to three, mm. 14 to seven finishes. I can't take it anymore. You want points? Something. You can't do, oh. you can't have, we can't have all these head injuries and no points. One of those has to give, right? Well, I finally saw a position group uh, in more dire straits than the Charlotte Hornets point guard, and that would be the offensive line of the Carolina Panthers. On that this note, weekend. let's start the show. <laughs> you are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. <laughs> 
This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. We are coming to you live from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte on this Monday, another week of Hornets basketball ahead, and we've got you completely covered with everything you need to know. I'm Doug Branson, joined by my man from the mean streets of Cotswold, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Smothered and covered, Doug. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> That's... Oh, guys. <laughs> Guys, guys, it's Monday. Come on. It's, oh, my God. I'm so excited. We got three games this week. Well, really, you know, three games this week and then one on Sunday. So, this is, we got a lot of basketball Ooh. ahead this week. Nine games in the next 16 days for the Charlotte Hornets. A, a tough stretch. Not going to, going to yeah. have a lot of time to rest. Not going to have a lot of time to practice. So, the Hornets, they better get healthy. They better get some bodies sure. back or, or this could be trouble. And uh, make sure you're chatting with us on YouTube if you're watching us live, youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. And if you're not watching us live, come and check us out sometime. It's not an everyday thing. You don't have to come every day, but come every once in a while. Jump on the chat. Join Double M15. He's always here, and we appreciate it. And if you're not listening to us, uh, if you haven't subscribed to us yet, make sure you are subscribed to us to get this podcast every weekday, Monday through Friday. Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, just search. Locked on Hornets. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Okay, David, let's start with this Atlanta recap, shall we? Sure, man. The Hornets got their first win of the season on Friday night against the Atlanta Hawks in their home opener. The crowd was great and got tweeted, treated and tweeted to a 20-point <laughs> comeback win. Kimball Walker, Dwight Howard, and Frank Kaminsky all topped 20 points. Howard ripped down 15 boards, and the Hornets went on a 22 to nothing run after being down 69 to 60 in the third quarter. A lot to love in this game, but David, a lot to be worried about. David, I'm, I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very strange about this game. Like, like I'm of two minds. Like I'm, uh oh, like I'm Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> Time for another edition of Jekyll and Hyde, where we 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 basically go through one good thing and one bad thing. David, do you want to get us started off with with a little Jekyll? Well, I'll say this, Doug. You mentioned uh, some of the top performers: Kimball Walker, Frank Kaminsky, and Dwight Howard played big time games. But I'm going to go with Frank on this one. Really showed up, kept the Hornets in it when they were down 20 early on in the second quarter. And uh, he was the big driving force, and then Kemba and Dwight came back in to close it out. So I'm going to go salute to Big Frank. All right, but... <laughs> That's you, D. What's your hide? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember, you you're... Doing, t- you remember, we haven't so done this in a while. It's okay. Let's get back in the in crew. 
<laughs> but uh, the rest of the bench, Doug, uh, pretty putrid, man. Uh, the second unit came in there, and much like we saw the first game, could not stop anyone and could not score uh, with any efficiency at all. Malik Monk had some real ball handling issues, and anyone else off the bench was just not performing. That's why Kemba and Dwight had to come back in and kind of get things going. Jeremy Land also had a nice game too, but that bench unit, man, and the point guard position is pretty rough right now. I'm also going to go with Kemba Walker for my first Jekyll. Looked like a repeat all-star in the making. 38 minutes, 26 points, four threes. Knocked down his first three three-point attempts. He had 12 free throw attempts as well. Most importantly, nine assists. Finding Bacon in the corner off the drive. Bending physics to deliver a perfect bounce pass through the defense to Dwight Howard for the jam. I go to Dwight House. But... David, he's got no one behind him right now that can that can competently p- play the point guard position. Still no Michael Carter-Williams, who's dealing with knee pain from an off-season procedure, won't play in this game against Milwaukee. Spoiler alert. His backup, Julian Stone, only logged five minutes against Atlanta and turned the ball over after slipping and falling. I mean, it was there was just there's just no competent point guard play behind. Kimball Walker, this is what we worried about. Malik Monk doesn't yet have a handle on the point guard position. He committed three turnovers in this one, matching the three turnovers that he had against Detroit. The worst being the one at the beginning of the fourth quarter, David. Monk brings the ball up. Dennis Schroeder applied a little ball pressure before the half-court line, and which is something Schroeder is good at, and he poked the ball away. Schroeder probably reached on that play, and maybe Monk expected a whistle, but I don't know if you remember this play, David, but he just gave up on the ball and Schroeder falls on it instead of jumping on top of Schroeder to either commit the foul or uh, uh, you know force a jump ball he he tries to poke it away again and it ends up in Bazemore's hands and Bazemore takes it for the easy deuce and and Clifford gave him the old theater cane after that just pulled him out of the game so there I mean he's a rookie right I mean there's a lot to learn but at the same time I was reading uh, Zach Lowe's tweet that said, you know, his early indications of a rookie's ability to read the the NBA speed and to read the NBA game is their passing ability. And he was pointing out how OG Ananobi had that ability. And we just haven't seen that so far from Malik Monk. Yeah, I want to talk about Malik a little bit because I came to some realization or at least saw something in his game the other night now that we've seen him in a couple of these uh, regular season games. And it's like when he's out there, especially with no Cody, right, and they were shorthanded against Atlanta, but when there's no one else out there on the floor and he is asked to be the main primary ball handler, it's, it's really difficult for him right now because, as you mentioned, it's, it's easy to defend him right now. They just give him a little pressure, and he is he, his, his, his ball handling is not – to the point of being tight enough to, to handle that pressure yet. He's not seeing the plays, you know, before they happen, like you, you mentioned. And when he was off the ball at Kentucky, he was moving, moving, moving all the time. But he also had Darren Fox out there with him, right? So Fox was running the point, which let Monk kind of use those screens, be like that Rip Hamilton guy out there, which I think, you know, was what we would like to see right now. But they can't do that. With no one else out there to handle the ball, he's forced to do it. And it's just really difficult on him right now. Um, they're asking a lot of him with all these injuries. They're asking a lot of these guys that they probably didn't expect to 
you know, play above their heads a little bit. Well, that's, but that was the biggest thing to me. That's um, the point, right, David, that, that yeah. it wasn't supposed to be this way. I mean, remember in Summer League, when, when Clifford and Monk were both talking about this possibility of him handling the ball, it wasn't, right. hey, he's going to play 15 to 20 minutes as uh, the primary ball handler. That's not how it was supposed He was supposed to get secondary ball handling duties as he he's being forced into a position, I think, that uh, he really should not have been. You know, he, and he likes to talk right. about how he played a lot of point guard in high school before moving to, to Kentucky. But David, this yeah. is this is not high school. You know, this is the uh, NBA, yeah, that, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And he didn't do any of that at Kentucky. But like I, like I said, he can't even do what he was good at at Kentucky right now because they're asking him to you know control so much of the ball. So yeah, I, I, we can certainly get into the point guard discussion later. But that's. That's a, that was a big issue the other night, even in, to start the game. You know, he's he's just being forced into way too many uncomfortable situations. Defenders are able to get in there uh, and get their hands on the ball. He's, he's not quite strong enough yet to fend those guys off. And that's not going to stop. I mean, uh, you know, the NBA is filled with these guys that are just going to be out there to pressure him all night. Do you have another Jekyll and Hyde? I do, I do, I do. I mentioned Jeremy Lamb. Well, let me hold on, hold another, on, hold on. The whole uh, this I got to play the music. <laughs> Sorry, no dramatic effect. All right, there we go. Now I'm back in Jekyll. <laughs> I, I, I completely lost my sense of theater. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the Jeremy guy. Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. Another nice night, Doug, scoring the ball. 15 points. Was actually pretty aggressive early on. Uh, one of the few guys that was kind of trying to drive to the basket when nothing was going right for the mm-hmm. Hornets. Along with Frank, he made some stuff happen. <sighs> but. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. See how I paused? That was good. That's a dramatic Um, pause. Pregnant pause. (laughs) Through two games, Doug, 0 for 8 from 3. Now, this was not a strength of Jeremy Lamb's game in the past. Doesn't look like he's added that to his arsenal this time around, which which might be okay if they had everyone else healthy. And they do have some other guys hitting these threes, but as a prominent wing player for the Hornets, it's starting right now. I'd like to see him hit a few more three-pointers. And I, I don't know if we're going to see that develop in his game this year or not. Well, listen, he he made it a focus in the offseason. He talked about it on media day that he had watched a lot of film, that he was going to try to take less of those three-pointers off the dribble and, and get more of those catch-and-shoot catch and opportunities that he felt would he would be better equipped to knock down threes. But I'll tell you that that he is frustrated by the fact that he's uh, he is 0 of 8 so far from the three-point line. It is something that he wants to add to his arsenal. He hasn't had any trouble scoring with you know even though he doesn't have that, but he's he's going to find it harder and harder to get those opportunities if if defenders start going, okay, there's no way this guy's going to – it's the advice that he gave to Dwayne Bacon. Get to your three-point right. shot first, and that's going to op- open up opportunities for your shot fake and for your drive. And and so I think I'm worried that as the season goes on, Jeremy Lamb won't be able to have those opportunities if, if he doesn't start knocking down some three-pointers. But at, at practice yesterday, he said he's not worried about it. He's going to keep taking them. And, uh, you know, that they look comfortable. It's not like they yeah. look awkward or, or, or not good or anything, but yeah, it's not knocked any down yet. Okay. I've got one more. Okay. How about DH 12? But the big man underneath gave us mm. the first of, of what the Hornets hope will be many more 20 and 10 nights, finishing with 20 points and 15 rebounds, including 
four offensive rebounds. It helped the Hornets outscore the Hawks 24-7 to in second-chance points. We speculated that there would be this whole new put-back offense in, in the Charlotte Hornets' arsenal, in their quiver. Or is it a quiver in there or something? I don't know. Anyway, uh, the, Dwight Howard is giving them something different offensively than they've had in years past. But <laughs> these turnovers, David, three against Detroit, six against Atlanta. He's always been a high turnover big because he likes to have the ball in his hands a lot. And when he gets the ball, he likes to do a lot. He's not a traditional back down center you know that that likes to protect the basketball. He, he he loves to face up. He loves to drive, and smaller, quicker defenders can often get in there and poke it away. So he's going to have, you know, I think best case it's going to be three. You know, th- averaging about three. Mm-hmm. It's when he dips into like the four and the five range that it starts to starts to be a concern. So that's my yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's the ones like he had a couple uh, against Atlanta that actually some of them were kind of questionable, but there was like a travel call. And I'm not sure if they count. I'm sure they did. You know, the five second call that he's got to be more aware of stuff like that. I think is the one you you can cut down on. I mean, he's going to have the ball down there and get swiped at a lot. So that's that's probably going to keep happening. Like you said, you want to deal. You want to keep him as low as you can, but you got to do the the mental ones. You got to get rid of those. And yeah, well, you know, as long as he's getting four offensive rebounds, fifteen rebounds, and twenty Man, points. Double <laughs> fifteen. Also pointing out, Howard also kissed the ref on the head. Smoochies. Listen, I like it. Five fouls. He was he, that was after he picked up his fifth. He was just ensuring or trying to ensure right. that he didn't pick up his sixth, like John Collins did. He forced John Collins into that sixth foul. Ooh, Got into the man. rookie's head a little bit. John Collins was desperately trying to front Howard, and Howard wasn't having it. Like John Collins is not a small guy. I mean, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but. Next to Dwight Howard, he does not look as large as he probably is. I mean, Howard is just so big. He's done a good job of really getting back in shape. He looks really in shape to me and really good, uh, really active. And, you know, all those concerns we had about the explosion in the preseason, clearly that was just rust, I mean, to me, because he's it looks like he's got the explosion back, able to get those putbacks up. And, you know, on certain nights, he's just going to have an advantage over people just of yeah. how – because of how big he is. Um, and that's well, not something the Hornets have had. So he looks explosive. He looks athletic. He, he looks healthy. The, and and mm-hmm. the, I guess the question is, will he look that way by the end of the year? Because, I mean, if you look at his – like he had a great year last year for Atlanta, but there were just questions about his fit within the offense when it came to playoff time and and his ability to be that explosive athlete at the end of the year. So I think that's, that's still yeah. a lingering question. But I will say this about Dwight Howard. He looks, and I think this may be more important than, than how high he jumps, how fast he runs, and, and I, it's very related to how much he tries on defense. It's, he looks happy. Like he looked like someone uh, that was enjoying the game of basketball, that was enjoying the crowd, enjoying the hive. He got them on their feet a few times uh, with the dunks, and he looks like a guy that has the ability to shift the defense around, to make the defense make tough choices. And uh, a few days ago at practice, he talked about that, and I will play that for you now. It's a great thing, you know, when you have really good shooters on the perimeter and you have a guy that's rolling to the basket that's putting pressure on the rim. It just makes it very hard for teams to do anything. You know, they got to make a decision. You know, are you going to give up a three or a two? 
or are you going to foul, which now puts guys in foul trouble. When we play that way, you know, uh, it's very exciting. But also, I think when we play like that, you know, we're going to win a lot of fans here in Charlotte. And, you know, the way the atmosphere was last night, you know, we felt like we, we could have came back from 100 points if that was the deficit, uh, only because it was just so so intense in there. It was lit. It was lit. That's all I can say. It was, it was, it was great. All right, so there's Howard at practice a few days ago. He looked happy, and you saw that play, or if you did, if you're watching on YouTube, but I showed the play, the bounce pass uh, to uh, Dwight Howard, and that happened because John Collins stepped up to double-team Kimball Walker because he had hit so many three-pointers. And again, so Dwight Howard's playing with a point guard that forces defenders away from Dwight. He hasn't played with a point guard like that in a while. Dennis Schroeder wasn't doing that last year. Ever. I mean, well, James Harden, obviously, but a little different scenario, probably. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. okay, okay, you're right. I'll say a, a player that is willing to give the ball up Okay, there we in go. those situations. Yeah, he definitely wanted to beat Atlanta, too. Um, like he, Revenge he, game! He, game. He, he definitely did, so okay. I'm glad he did. Let's not, let's not test that theory on 100 points down there. Oh, do you know what? Perfect segue, David, talking about testing theories. It is, we're only two games into the season, okay? But that doesn't mean that we can't start to make some assumptions based on numbers. Why not? Why not, David? It's called, we're going to do a little segment here called Small Sample Size Theater. Small Sample Size Theater, where we take numbers from this very, very small sample size, N equals two right now, two games, and uh, make some big assumptions. Uh, David, I've got one for you. The Hornets are number one in the league in corner three frequency at 12.9% and eighth in corner three percentage at 45.5%. Last season, they were 30th in frequency and 24th in percentage Two seasons ago, they were fifth in percentage. This is when they had, you know, Jeremy Lin, Courtney Lee. They had some three-point shooters, but they were only 22nd in frequency. This has not been a team since maybe back in like the Larry Brown Bobcats days that likes the corner three. But so far, two games in, David, small sample size. Bacon in the corner. They like the corner three. Yep. Yeah, Bacon and uh, Graham was able to knock one down the other night, too. I think Bacon is the main guy that will, is kind of you're still waiting to see. I mean, if that is a real thing. Oh, my gosh. He looks confident. You're talking about small sample good. size theater. He is smocking. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that would be that would be very nice. So, yeah, that, that's a good one. That, okay. That's a that's a trending upward. All right. What you got? Small sample size theater. So back me up on these numbers, Doug, but these turnovers are the story of the season thus far. And last year, the Hornets only averaged like just under 12 turnovers yeah, a game. Best in the league this year. It's 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 not that good. Uh, it's, good. it's nowhere near that good. And, and the problem with this, Doug, is small sample size. But I don't know how this gets a lot better if they don't get people back and mm-hmm. get healthy because they don't have the ball handlers. We talked about Monk a little bit before. Or play Kimball Walker being, 40 minutes a game. Well, that's yeah. I mean, and then what are you looking at? I guess like I don't see another option here if they do not try and add another point guard or, or get some guys back healthy. So that one is that's concerning because look, when Clifford came in, he did two things: he turned this team into a defensive team, and they cut down on the turnovers. Like I said, they've been the best in the league in that 
area for for a couple of years here. So that's a problem, and that's and why, not going to help them win games. And David, why did they do that? The, and the answer is, I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to answer it. Okay, please. Uh, the answer, the reason why he did that is because this team does not has not had a superstar. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Because you see teams like Golden State Warriors and and the Cleveland Cavaliers, they turn the ball over all the time. The, James Harden turnover machine. Russell Westbrook, turnover machine. But the principle is, if you're scoring 35 and dishing out 10 assists, then, then it all equals out in the, in, in, in the ledger, right? You're still right. in the black. So, But he understands that when you don't have that, you have to play mistake-free basketball. You can't beat yourself because it's really tough for one guy to go out and beat another team. So that's the principle. Now, if Dwight Howard suddenly, you know, in year, uh, what is it, year 14 now, if he suddenly, like, turns into superstar Dwight Howard from, uh, from his Orlando days and Kemba steps it up another notch, which it looks like he's, he may just do that, if he does that, you know, then all of a sudden maybe a, a slight increase in turnovers won't impact them as much. But that's they those are two big it. those are two big what yeah. ifs. And and, yeah. and Clifford's always going to want to try to play as mistake free basketball as possible. Okay, here's another one. Dwight Howard is average on post up plays, according to Synergy. 18 possessions for 12 points for six point point six six seven points per possession. And that's rated average. Now he's been below average for the past couple of years from the post-up play. A lot of criticism about his post-up play, but so far through two games, he's been effective with it. It goes up to .789 when you include passes out of the post, but he is turning it over more than one out of three of those post-up attempts. So there's some small sample size theater as well. David, you got one more for us? I'll give you one more. It's something we talked about yesterday uh, via text. Sometimes we talk on the phone via text, Doug. And I sent this little nugget to you. Marvin Williams only Marvin Williams only played 15 minutes in that game versus Atlanta. Uh, did get very excited uh, for I think it was the Dwight put back maybe or the Kimba move. I don't know. He did like a little uh, 360 spin, like uh, you know, a little kid over there on the bench. So he was super pumped for that, but has not looked um, up to speed. I'll say in these first two games, um, you know, he's getting up there in age. They do ask a lot of him. They're going to ask a lot of him tonight. Facing Giannis, I'm sure at some point it'll be on him. Mm-hmm. And you Tobias know, Harris little... was very effective against uh, him in that first game. Yeah, yeah. Although Tobias has exploded to start the season, but yeah, uh, gave Marvin fits. So I think that's that's got to be a little bit of concern right there, Doug. That's one of your starters. That's one of the guys they count on. Um, and, and right now, they're he's just not uh, giving them what he gave him. Well, last year, even. yeah. I mean, certainly it's a concern because they need all of their rotation players to be playing you know at least up to their averages if not playing yep. above average i just don't think we're ever going to see the the marvin williams that we saw two seasons ago right but uh, certainly he has to play better than he's playing right now and he did the same sort of thing last season where he started a little sure. slow out of the gate and, wasn't and able to hit ago, threes to be fair. and two years ago and it sort of just takes him a little bit to get in the groove. And once he did get in the groove uh, last season, he was very effective in the second half of the season. Now, unfortunately, it came a little late, and and some of the rest of the team did not come along, and you know they they missed the playoffs. But uh, it's again, things get highlighted when you're down three and four bodies a game. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you need every player uh, to be somewhat effective, and and he was not at all effective against against Atlanta. And, and they'll need him certainly. They'll need his uh, uh, defensive expertise against Milwaukee. Should we talk about yes. this Milwaukee game now? We probably should. It's happening in a few hours. Before before I do talk about this Milwaukee game, just want to mention um, that we've started something here on the show called Patreon, patreon.com forward slash L-O-H. It's a way to support the show. You can give a dollar, you can give $3, you can give $5, and each of those levels come with awesome benefits, extra content, access to things that that other people don't have, and uh, you help support the show, and every single dollar goes to making this show better through the services that we use to put the show on, through David's microphone, uh, to to doing the stuff that we're doing at the arena this year. It all goes to help this show um, become better. So visit patreon.com forward slash LOH today and uh, see what all the fuss is about. We've got well, almost 40 subscribers now, which is just crazy to me that 40 people would say, hey, we love your content and we want to support it because it's local, because uh, you guys are putting out a free podcast every day uh, man, I, I just I feel the love. I feel uh, I feel the love from everyone that's in the chat right now, and we really appreciate it. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff by singing "Dog." Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. All right, let's talk about this Milwaukee game. And I've lost my Milwaukee preview. There we go. The Hornets take on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Tip off at 8 o'clock p.m. Hornets going with the same starting lineup you saw versus Atlanta. Walker, Bacon, Lamb, Williams, and Howard will get things kicked off. Nick Batum, Cody Zeller, and both backup point guards right now, Michael Carter-Williams and Julian Stone, listed as out. David, the Bucks are 2-1, and one, and they are coming off a very close win over the Portland Trail Blazers. What are we watching for against Milwaukee, David? Well, clearly Giannis, we mentioned a little bit before, he yeah. is on fire right I gotta now. Fi- I got to find that drop of you saying Giannis. I will find it. It's buried. We Go have so on. many drops now. Our, our drops are, are are stacking up. Uh, but yeah, Doug, I mean, leading the league in scoring right now, scored 30 in, in all of his games thus far this season. Uh, punctuated that with a 44-point outburst versus Portland and has just been literally unstoppable. I mean, I, I don't know. People talk about him adding a a three-point shot because he does not shoot the three well, just 70% so far. But, like, so? Yanni. (laughs) I mean, there it is. You know what I'm like? If he adds that three-point shot, will there be anyone on the planet that can stop him from that's what uh, that's what Coach Clifford said. Clifford said, Good "Listen, Lord. if he if he adds a three-point shot, uh, there's you just got no shot. How how are you supposed to guard him? I mean, you can't you right. can't step up on him because he's quick enough. Well, let here I, I've got some sound from Clifford from practice yesterday. Let's take a listen to that. At that size, to have that ball handling, I mean, he throws." All the pick and roll pass. He hits the roll man. He hits the guys on the weak side of the floor. You have to try to limit, you know, the things he's so good at. You know, the 
the drives where you miss helps, the fast break baskets, the second chance shots, the free throw attempts, you know, those things. All right, so there's Coach Clifford at practice. So, so we got to do push them, pull them, do something. That's that's the story. But I did see in that last game, David, that they played against Portland, that Giannis gets a lot of points like as the trailer in mm-hmm. in a fast break opportunity, cleaning up the glass. So that's what makes it tough to defend Milwaukee in transition. Is you not only have to figure out where the ball handler is if it's not Giannis, but you also have to figure out where Giannis is. Yeah. And the rest of those guys shoot the lights out, Doug. I mean, Milwaukee as a team, uh, the, I think the best shooting team in the league, right? So they're scoring. Um, they've got guys that can do it. I think Brogdon's getting off to a good start again. Yeah, and sixteen. I think 16 points a game for Brogdon. They've got Terry. They've got uh, Toledovich still off the bench. They've got a lot of bench three-point shooting. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Now, did you mention MKG in your injury report? I didn't – I couldn't – Okay, yeah, so here's the deal. So, no, he's not listed on the injury report. He is back with the team. He was back at practice. But uh, according to Coach Clifford, I don't believe that Michael Kidd Gilchrist yeah. will play because they yeah. want to get him some practice time uh, before. He just joined – he just rejoined the team this weekend, of course, right. uh, as reported, dealing with uh, the, the death of his grandmother – and so he's back with the team, which is good. You're good to have him back. But, uh, you know, Clifford loves to get guys practice time, doesn't want to throw guys out there immediately. He's missed a lot of time, two weeks. So yeah. understandable, but at the same time, it's a desperate situation. You know, so many bodies missing at this point. It's insane. It really is. I mean, there's a reason. You know, last year the Hornets had Cody out for so long. And there's always this sentiment that the Hornets always have someone out or, or at least I know I'm around the fan base, like injuries are killing this team. In reality, I mean, last year, I think they're about halfway uh, or midway point in the, in the NBA as far as like games missed per injury. But it's stuff like this, like the, this injury, the Batum injury, uh, you know, your, your entire backup point guard situation just blows up in your face. It's like, Man, this is, it's crazy to see. It's like, how do you adjust even at the beginning, especially the beginning of the season? Well, you know what injury is going to hurt the Hornets most in this game, in my opinion? Look, you're not going to do anything to stop Giannis right now. He's he's playing uh, inspired basketball. Of course, his, his um, uh, father uh, died a few weeks ago, and, and he dedicated that last performance, that 44-point performance to his father, touching stuff, and, and he's just playing on another level, playing inspired basketball, and... You're not really going to do much to stop him. And the, the, when Cleveland beat Milwaukee, their only loss of the season, they did it by basically shutting everyone else down. And, and, and Chris Middleton to. hasn't played well so far this season. He's struggling from beyond the arc. One of the guys that is not shooting well for this team. So keeping him, keeping him in check is going to be key. But also what worries me is the Cody Zeller injury. The bone bruise, yeah. he's, had, he's dealt with these kind of things before. It's kept him out extended time. We'll have to see how, you know, the pay, basically it's a pain thing. Like he, he tries it, and if he can't, if it's painful, then then he can't go. And it's not that there's no timetable. You can't put a timetable on it. Um, so quote asking uh, on the chat that uh, he missed it. Who's out tonight? So Nick Batum, Zeller, Michael Carter Williams, Julian Stone listed on the injury report is out as well, and then MKG not expected to play. A lot of guys not declared out. Just <laughs> not crazy. just according to Coach Clifford. Not expectable. Yeah, it's going to be shorthanded. Look, I don't expect do this think, to be a double. Do you think Kemba goes to the bench? 
until the game's out of reach. Like, do you think they send him down? Yeah. Oh well, He's listen. So, so this is this is a good point to bring up. So, uh, I asked Coach Clifford about playing Kimba 38 minutes. Could they continue to do that through this stretch? And and he basically said no. With nine and nine games in 16 days, you can't play your best player 30. Or he, I guess he doesn't want to. He's not optimal. Not yeah. wanting to play his his best player thirty eight minutes per game, you it's a, injury risks, all kinds of things happen when you when you try to you know Tibbs guys basically, t- you know Thibodeau's would do Thibodeau would do it. He'd say you know Jimmy Butler get out there forty minutes a game. Screw it. Clifford <laughs> Clifford has not traditionally been like that, but he said he only did it against Atlanta because they were on two days rest. Well, they come into this game on two days rest as well. So could I see yeah. Kimba playing big minutes if they are in the game? That's the other thing too. They. They the bench yeah. unit against Atlanta when they got Travion Graham in there and Graham started to play really good defense and Kaminsky stepped up. They kept it within reason in that second quarter, right? I mean, yeah. if if it if they had gone into the half down twenty, I don't think Kimba plays thirty eight minutes. The game was within reach, but the, you have to remember, David, this is game three of an eighty two game season. So if, if Kimba, you know, if they're down fifteen and Kimba plays twenty seven minutes, twenty eight minutes, whatever, and they lose the game. I think you have to be okay with that, right? Against Milwaukee, a team that's playing well, that has Giannis, who's playing out of this out of his mind. Like you have to be okay with that and go, okay, we've got five guys out. Let's just we'll we'll, we'll take this out. That that's what I'm saying. You you may see that if this thing gets out of hand, and we're not gonna you know uh, say it's 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 hopeless, but it's certainly it's certainly bleak, certainly bleak given the personnel situation. But look. You got a quick turnaround here against the Nuggets are coming in town Wednesday, and then the Rockets are in town Friday. So it's like, as you mentioned before, this tough stretch is yep. just starting out this week. And then, yeah, you got the Magic, uh, you know, a day after that, or, or you know, uh, on Sunday, yeah, on Sunday um, yeah. after that Friday game. So it's like, he's got to be mindful. He's got to be thinking of that too. So yeah, no two days. See how they judge that. No two days rest for a while for the Charlotte Hornets. So that's maybe another reason why you don't want to overextend Kemba even off of yeah. two days rest against the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll we'll see how the minutes shake out. We'll see how the rotation shakes out. Should be an interesting one tonight. And we'll have the post-game show live for the Patreon subscribers. Hear our thoughts right after the game and chat live with us. Sign up for Patreon today. Every dollar goes to making this show better. Patreon.com forward slash LOH. Quote on the chat asking, How's the, how are the post-show, post-show games post? I, I'll get it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm, Give me mm-hmm, a second. Mm-hmm. Post-game shows going. I think they're going well. Great. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing here's here's what we're doing. Let me lay this out for everyone. So we're doing a full 30-minute post-game show, maybe even longer if it's if if there's stuff to talk about. We're not putting limits on this. Uh, but we're doing those after away games. And then we're doing something called after the buzzer for the home games, which I, basically I'll come on for 5 minutes, I'll tell you my instant reaction, give you a few numbers, and then uh, we'll we'll have a recap the next day, so that's all for Patreon subscribers, all for the guy, all for the uh, people out there that are supporting this show, and we really appreciate it. So uh, check us out uh, on these post game shows; it's fun. We'll open a couple up to everyone, so you get a chance. Maybe we'll open this one up. I don't know. We'll open it up to everyone for one game. I will say, I will say, it's good to have an instant reaction because it's fresh. Everything's fresh in your head. So sometimes, uh, you know, you can lose things over a couple of days. Okay, I think this was a good show, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of numbers. Good. Did some small we sample size theater. Numbers. 
made that. We had. I made this ending a, music, and I forgot to play it, so I had to play it. <laughs> we had a lot of sound effects. We had a lot of theater. We had uh, some dramatic work. So yeah, it was it was all well rounded. I'll say that. All right, thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and while you're there, give us a five star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself. Find this podcast and please tell a friend. Save a Hornets fan's life today by telling them about the best Hornets talk that they can find anywhere right here with Locked On Hornets. We're back again tomorrow with a recap of this game. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm. Sure. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.